Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone. Your journey. Our passion. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by the 2013 Hyundai Sonata. Learn more at HyundaiSonata.com. Hello and welcome to AutoLine Daily. I'm John McElroy, and here are some of the latest developments in the global automotive industry. There sure is a lot of interesting new technology coming out of the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. Remember that autonomous car from Toyota we showed you the other day? We've learned that Toyota's philosophy on autonomous cars is taking two paths. One integrates the car electronically with its surroundings, including traffic systems, pedestrians, and other cars. The other uses autonomous technology as an electronic co-pilot to help drivers avoid accidents. It uses GPS, stereo cameras, radar, and LIDAR to detect other vehicles and objects like traffic lights. Toyota says all this may evolve into an autonomous car at some point in the future, but for now they're calling it the Advanced Active Safety Research Vehicle. Ford announced it's opening up Sync to allow software developers to create apps for its drivers. Ford will provide the info and tools needed under what it calls the Ford Developer Program. More and more people are using smartphones and this will allow owners to use apps in their cars using voice control integrated with the car instead of through their phones. And at CES, Ford also announced it's teaming up with internet music provider Rhapsody. Ford and Lincoln owners that have Sync equipped in their car can use voice or steering wheel commands to use Rhapsody via their smartphone. Rhapsody says it's talking with other automakers about integrating its service and that 40% of its subscribers already use it while they're driving. Delphi introduced a new device at CES called Vehicle Diagnostics by Delphi, which provides car-to-cloud connectivity. It plugs into the OBD connector and allows owners to monitor or locate their car with a smartphone or a computer. It can also mimic key fob functions, like unlocking the doors, or it can diagnose the engine and monitor the overall status of the vehicle. It'll be available in just a few weeks, either online or at Verizon wireless stores. Okay, from this week's Consumer Electronics Show, we now look forward to next week's Detroit Auto Show, where the covers will get pulled off the newest model in the Dodge Dart lineup, the GT. It will be powered by the 2.4-liter Tiger Shark engine that puts out 184 horsepower and 174 pound-feet of torque. The GT will also feature a sport-tuned suspension package, unique exterior design elements, and an upgraded Napa leather interior. The Dodge Dart GT will start out at a suggested retail price of just under $21,000. Also set to make its debut at the Detroit Auto Show is this HCD14 concept car teaser from Hyundai. It also gives us a look at Hyundai's new 3D gesture-based technology controls. And we're pretty sure that this HCD14 hints at what the styling will be for the next Equus. Speaking of new product, we now have to look over at Europe where Peugeot just took the wraps off its new compact crossover, the 2008. 
It's going to be manufactured in France, China, and South America. And this is the first time that Peugeot really took in design considerations from all around the world. The 2008 can be equipped with either a diesel engine that features stop-start technology, or it even comes with a three-cylinder gasoline engine. Say, have you ever wanted to take a European vacation and drive around the continent taking in the sights? That's exactly what Autoline correspondent Isaac Bouchard did, and he came out of it with a test drive report on the Fiat Bravo. That is coming up next. Proven on the track and on roads around the world, Borg Warner turbochargers improve fuel economy and reduce emissions without sacrificing performance. Borg Warner, official turbocharger supplier to the IZOD IndyCar Series. Some guys just know how to combine business and pleasure. Our intrepid correspondent, Isaac Bouchard, managed to turn his vacation into a test drive and vice versa. The week I've spent with this Fiat Bravo turbo diesel in Europe underscores both the possibilities and the challenges inherent in the Fiat Chrysler merger. Achieving significant economies of scale was considered one of the main reasons for the tie-up, and figuring out what would appeal to Americans and what to leave behind was essential. My Fiat is a fair representation of the average European's car, both in size and specification. Being a hatch, it takes up less space when parking, critical in congested continental cities, yet is roomy inside for four and their luggage. And it's much better looking, at least to someone from our side of the Atlantic, than many of its oddly shaped competitors that you see over here. The choice of fabrics and moldings, such as the checked fascia, non-textured dash top, and the metallic effect upholstery is fun, if a bit daring for mainstream America but the build quality lags behind the best available cars in the States. And when you start it up, the racket its direct injected 1.9 liter turbo diesel engine makes would put many off. But once you're inside, the Bravo is a relaxed, pleasing car to drive, even at six figure speeds. Engine noise is muted, there's lots of low end torque, the six speed manual gearbox is sweet, and the ride handling trade-off is very well done. The Bravo handles bumpy French backroads without getting unsettled and hustled through the testing mountain passes on the Spanish border with Alain. Mileage is remarkable too. I averaged 35 to 40 miles per gallon while zipping along at close to 100 miles an hour and got similar numbers in town. While that's something many of our smaller cars are rated at by the EPA, many don't actually achieve it. And not having to listen to the bovine-like mooing noises of a typical hybrid was quite a relief. But most Americans wouldn't want to shift for themselves, even with a gearbox as nice as the Bravos. So the twin-clutch automated manual Fiat Chrysler is bringing to market in the U.S. makes sense for an engine such as this. You can see that the company's designers and management have learned their lessons well. The Dodge Dart, which uses a newer, larger chassis related to the Bravos, shares its enthusiasm for corners, good refinement and ride, and directness of steering. Yet the Dart is also much larger and of higher quality inside, and has oodles of the kind of standard equipment and cool technology that the Korean companies have used to lure stateside buyers for years. By combining many of the best continental virtues with the sense of value that Americans expect, Fiat Chrysler has begun to thrive. Experts give their cars great reviews and sales are terrific. And while the Bravo wouldn't necessarily be my first choice to drive across to America, it's been a great way to see multiple countries throughout Europe. From Bordeaux, France, I'm Isaac Bouchard for Autoline Daily. You know, Fiat ought to start bringing over more of its models to the American market. Last year, sales of the little Fiat 500 topped 43,000 cars, which is a pretty impressive number, and that tells me the American public would be open to more Fiat models. 
Anyway, that wraps up today's show. Please join us again right here tomorrow.